You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. We appreciate you joining us on this Tuesday. That's right, it is a Tuesday, and it is the, I guess we could say it is the 12th day of December. So it's 12-12-23, and uh, also uh, not just uh, 
little bit down the road, going to have Christmas. And that would be about 13 days away. So if you do 12 days of Christmas, then you have to start tomorrow. That's right. You'll have to start tomorrow. I don't do 12 days of Christmas. Remember that song you used to sing in school? Uh, I don't know how your school was, but when I went to grade school and junior high, we had uh, like chorus and uh, music class, and uh, we always had to learn all of those songs, uh, you know, uh, 12 days of Christmas, first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Well, and all these gifts uh, add up to a lot of money in our economy today. So if you was to do their 12 days of Christmas, you would be out quite a bit of money. So anyway, that is um, what we learned growing up, singing 12 days of Christmas. Some people still do that. I don't know uh, what it's called. It's called something, um, and they celebrate 12 days uh, in a row. And uh, so they always buy a gift, uh, you know, each day. And I think that'd be a pretty good idea. Like if you bought your child 12 gifts over Christmas, maybe you just buy them three, start three days before Christmas and just give them a gift a day. And, uh, you know, we tried that trick when we was growing up, but my parents didn't fall for it. They said, no, you wait. We always opened ours up December the 24th is when we opened up our gifts. It was always of the evening time after dark, December the 24th, we opened up our gifts. And uh, we never waited till Christmas morning and uh, do that. But that was just our tradition. So maybe you want to put in the chat room, the comment section, uh, just let us know how you celebrated growing up, not how you celebrate now, because sometimes it's a little different. But uh, as you was growing up, did you open your gifts the 24th or the 25th? And uh, that that will be interesting to see the results of that. So we'll let you put that in the chat room, the comment section. You, I'll even let you call in if you want to and uh, leave it on the prayer line at 606-282-4108. Or you can send it to CAC Daily at cacphelps.org or prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org and let us know how you celebrated Christmas and when you opened your gifts when you was growing up. Well, we're glad that you've joined us today. We've got some announcements to make, of course, as always. We like to remind you what is going on here in, uh, in CAC and PAC. And uh, right now we have nothing going on at PAC except some uh, good news uh, that we let out uh, on Sunday. And uh, we're, we're going to have some more good news this Sunday. So make sure that you come to church on Sunday or you tune in because we're going to have some good news this Sunday at Pipeful Apostolic Church. Well, uh, the kids will be going to Archer Park. That'll be Friday, December the 15th. They'll be leaving the church at 530. If your child is under 18, they must have a permission slip signed. Also, Christmas party, CAC Christmas party at the Community Christian Community Center, December the 21st, 6 to 8 p.m. Waivers on the back of the 
podium at church, and parents who have children under 18 must submit one completed before the party. CAC New Year's Eve celebration coming up. That's going to be a great time as we gather together Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. after midnight. And then the men's meeting is going to be the first Monday of the month. But this coming month in January, it will be on the 8th due to the holiday. And also, we'd like to let you know that we're going to have our communion and foot washing and we always uh, have that uh, on the first, the first Sunday of uh, the month of January. The first Sunday that we are at church on the in the month of January. So uh, keep that in mind, and uh, we will uh, try to uh, get that set up and announced and. That way everybody will know, uh, and we will uh, do that as soon as uh, I can quit typing here and talk again. <laughs> uh, you, you know, sometimes uh, I used to be able to do uh, two or three things at one time, and then I started uh, asking somebody, um, doing some research, can you multitask? You know, you've heard people say, oh, they're a good multitasker. They can do several things at one time. Well, p- most people think multitasking is um, thinking of something or two or three things at the at the same time. It's not. Your, your brain is so sophisticated and so, uh, I guess, uh, intricate that uh, you're thinking of these thoughts and doing these things. That's just like typing and talking or, uh, you know, uh, me talking into this microphone right now and hitting some keys and doing some things uh, to bring up different graphics and all of that. Well, uh, you know, uh, your brain is so intricate and so wonderfully, you're so fearfully and wonderfully made that you you can do several things close together and it's so close, it seems like you're doing it all at once. But there's actually some nanoseconds in between each little thing. Nanoseconds, minute seconds, very small seconds. But anyway, that's what's going on. Our communion and foot washing service will be the first the first Sunday uh, in uh, January that we have service. Now, January the 1st is on uh, um, I think a Monday. And, uh, so we're having our new year's Eve celebration on the 31st. Uh, but, uh, it'll be the following, uh, Sunday. So, uh, that will be on the, uh, I would venture to say eighth probably. And, uh, I'll have to double check that and make sure somebody can double check that for me. And, uh, We'll try our best to take care of that. And uh, I'd like to do those those uh, as a special night service. I don't know if we can uh, pull that off, but I'm thinking we can uh, because we can do it uh, by uh, calling off the Pipeful Church service and not having Sunday school 
uh, or church or just having Sunday school and no church and then come back for the night service. So we'll see how that works out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So don't write anything in stone or read anything more into it. This is just me thinking out loud. But anyway, glad you've joined us today. Also, we do have some prayer requests that we want to make mention of. And uh, of course, uh, these folks need your prayers. So be praying for Gwen New, Hubert Mullins, Sabrina Workman, Tom Fuller, Everett Lett, Joe Justice, Alyssa Justice, Nick Justice, Molly and Fran. And Molly and Fran are some of our viewers' requests. And if you have a prayer request you'd like to make known just by the raising of your keyboard. Yeah, we say raising of your hands in church, but raising of your keyboard. Just go ahead and type it in and put that in on our Facebook page, on our website, on the chat room, comment section. And we also have a number you can call in, 606-282-4108. Well, with that said, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word and as we follow through with your uh, word and revelation that we will study it and rightly divide it and we will all leave here with more knowledge than we came. I'm thankful, Lord, that we can fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray that you would bless us today, Lord, that some may be home sick, some may be uh, in the hospital, nursing home at home, those on our prayer list. I just pray, Lord, that you would touch each and every one, and we're going to give you the praise ahead of time. We're going to rejoice in what you're going to do, and Lord, we rejoice in what you are doing. Thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings upon CAC and PAC and this broadcast. For we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we read our way through the Old Testament, and uh, when we get through the Old Testament, we loop into the New Testament, and then we uh, loop back to the Old Testament. We just keep doing that. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you've read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily ICAST. 2 Kings chapter 21. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hephzibah. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, after the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built up again the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed. And he reared up altars for Baal, and made a grove, as did Ahab king of Israel, and worshipped all the host of heaven, and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said, In Jerusalem will I put my name. And he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his son pass through the fire, and observe times, and used enchantments, and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord, to provoke him to anger. And he set a graven image of the grove that he had made in the house, of which the Lord said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Neither will I make the feet of Israel move any more out of the land which I gave their fathers. Only if they will observe to do according to all that I have commanded them, 
and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they hearkened not, and Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than did the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spake by his servants the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh king of Judah hath done these abominations, and hath done wickedly above all that the Amorites did, which were before him, and hath made Judah also to sin with his idols, therefore thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whosoever heareth of it, both his ears shall tingle. And I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria, and the plummet of the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. And I will forsake the remnant of mine inheritance, and deliver them into the hand of their enemies, and they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies, because they have done that which was evil in my sight, and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came forth out of Egypt, even unto this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much, till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another. Beside his sin wherewith he made Judah to sin, in doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh, and all that he did, and his sin that he sinned, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Manasseh slept with his fathers, and was buried in the garden of his own house, in the garden of Uzzah, and Ammon his son reigned in his stead. Ammon was twenty and two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Meshulameth, the daughter of Haraz of Jotpah. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh did. And he walked in all the way that his father walked in, and served the idols that his father served, and worshipped them. And he forsook the Lord God of his fathers, and walked not in the way of the Lord. And the servants of Ammon conspired against him, and slew the king in his own house. And the people of the land slew all them that had conspired against King Ammon. And the people of the land made Josiah his son king in his stead. Now the rest of the acts of Ammon, which he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And he was buried in his sepulcher in the garden of Uzzah, and Josiah his son reigned in his stead. It's a cool morning here in East Kentucky. It's currently 27 degrees. That's right, 27 degrees. And looks like that it's going to be a high of somewhere around 51 today. So it's going to be sunny and 51 degrees. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, a little warm-up going. Then tomorrow's going to be 49. Let me bring up that graphic for you. 49 for the high tomorrow, and then 50 on Thursday. And so hanging around 50, 51, 53, look there, 56, 57. Uh, we was on a climb there, and then all of a sudden the bottom drops out. So anyway, we'll take that 51 degrees today and uh, 49 tomorrow. 
Mornings are going to be cool, though, because it's going to be 29, 26, 27. It's currently 27 degrees outside my window pane. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. At least it's not snowing. Well, let's see. Uh, Let's jump right in and get what we like to do this time of the broadcast. We like to have a little information, little 60 seconds. You got a minute? Well, of course you got a minute. Well, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Proverbs 14 and 23 says, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. The New Living Translation says it this way, Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Have you ever heard someone say, All talk and no do? Or talk is cheap? Some people are good talkers. They talk, talk, and talk some more. But you soon begin to realize they are just all talk. The Lord is not looking for people who are all talk, for that leads to lack. The Lord is looking for doers, for in doing, there is profit. Rewards come from labor, not talk. Said, I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountain Top Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question which book says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways? Which book in the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways? Well, you can go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily or the Facebook page of the church at CAC Phelps KY. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was just a simple question. What? When was John the Baptist filled with the Holy Spirit? 
And out of those that participated, it looks like that 100% of you got it right. That's right. You got it right. And so we give you a hand clap. And when was John the Baptist filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, it was while in his mother's womb. And 100% of you got it correct. And that is found in Luke chapter 1, verse number 15. So you can get today's correct by simply uh, going to the website or going to, I should say, the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Now let's see if we can squeeze this in. We're trying to move right along, get everything that we need to get in, in because uh, we told uh, the executive director of the Commonwealth Policy Center that we would air these one-minute segments on our program. So here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The U.S. Department of Defense is embracing progressive politics in America's military. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced generous time off and travel subsidies for service women who cannot get an abortion in states that ban them. This circumvents federal policy for political ends, and it ignores the authority of Congress, which prohibits this kind of action. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama held up the confirmation of hundreds of officers for months, drawing attention to our military's commitment to left-wing politics over military readiness. But now Tuberville is yielding under immense pressure. The Department of Defense has an obligation to follow the law, and so long as it denies congressional authority regarding abortion, it sends a message to our service members that following orders is an option. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You know, it's just like um, when they had the, um, uh, I guess it was um, paying off student loans that the government was going to have debt forgiveness, and then the courts ruled that that is unconstitutional, and then they still... Uh, tried to work around that to go around the courts. Um, you know, I'm all for uh, people that can't afford college, uh, you know, to get college. I'm all for that. But somebody's got paid for that, you know. That's, that either falls back on the uh, taxpayer or tuition that people pay is going to be higher or I don't think this is ever going to happen. A university just going to say, yeah, come on. You're a good person. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's uh, what happens. Sometimes they try to circumvent uh, the rules that the courts have or uh, Congress passes. So that was Senator Tuberville yields on military confirmations. Well, it is time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. 
Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. I'm Pastor Richard McKinney, and I am glad that you have joined us today as we are studying our way in the book of Revelation. And uh, we got a lot of types and shadows and symbolism and things that we're trying to connect together uh, so that we'll have more knowledge. But one of the greatest things, and I, I stress this at every study, uh, virtually every study, is that we understand that revelation is not altogether about what's coming up on this earth. It is about the revelation of Jesus Christ, revealing him as Savior, as God, as all-powerful, as the one that cannot be defeated. And so uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what it's called. So uh, we are studying our way through the book, and we are picking up today. Uh, this is going to be in uh, verse number six that we're going to start today. So let's just jump right in and uh, start reading in Revelation chapter 14 and verse number six. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So I want to go back to verse number six, and we want to just talk about this for a moment as this angel begins to fly in the midst of heaven, 
having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth. And this is important because it's going to be preached to every nation, kindred, and tongue, and people. So yesterday, um, as we go to the Lord in prayer, we'll pick up uh, today where we started reading. But yesterday, we talked about the 144,000, and we talked about the voice of many waters, the voice of loud thunder, and the sound of harpists harping with their harps, and praise and worship going on. And now we see that this is a uh, a uh, uh, delivering, delivering of, and as, as the Bible says, uh, it's the delivering of, and I skipped one too many, the, the everlasting gospel. You see, the word of God is everlasting. His word is forever settled in heaven. That's why it's an everlasting gospel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today as we study, and this is going to be uh, lesson number 1,129 of our study through the Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study today, that we will rightly divide the Word of Truth, expound it fully, and we'll all leave here with more knowledge than we came. Lord, I pray that we will rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully. And if we misrepresent it in any way, forgive us and bless us to make it right. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, uh, I want to talk about this, uh, uh, you know, uh, pronouncing of uh, judgment because uh, the eternal gospel, the everlasting gospel, of course, that is the eternal good news. That's the eternal good news. And it is preached unto them that dwell on the earth to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. So this everlasting gospel being eternal good news, uh, we find that it is... um, Heaven and earth and and all that dwell therein are all going to hear the everlasting gospel. Now, whether people obey it, whether people receive it, whether, uh, you know, just because it's preached to people doesn't mean they receive it or embrace it. And it's the same way today. You can talk about, uh, you know, people uh, that keep refusing to serve Jesus you preach the word to them, you teach the word to them, and a conviction falls, but they just seemingly walk away from the presence of the Lord. And so it's not going to be any different in the end time. Uh, you know, even though the gospel, the everlasting gospel, is going to be preached to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, uh, it doesn't mean that everybody on earth is going to receive it, embrace it. In fact, if we start going on, we see that the the message also is coupled up with fear God, fear God, and give glory to him for the hour of his what? Judgment is come. 
The hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. So the call is that judgment, it's the hour of judgment. Now, um, you know, I don't want to wait until the hour of judgment to think that I can just all of a sudden get everything ready and do everything I need to do. Because as I've said in many, many messages, many, many studies, the more you put off the Lord, the harder your heart gets. So if you put off the Lord all your life, when you get older, it's going to get harder for you to want to serve the Lord and worship the Lord because you will feel there's no need. So all of these people on earth that that the everlasting uh, gospel is being preached to and the eternal good news is being revealed to, then there is also that, um, that loud voice that says, you know, um, the hour of judgment is come. So what are we going to do? We're going to worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountain of waters. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him. But look at this. This is so important because we see that that uh, these first four trumpets in chapter 8 and the first four vials in chapter 16, it talks about heaven, earth, sea, and fountains of water. And uh, we see that uh, this is nothing changing. Judgment is coming. It's not going to change for you and me. It's not going to change for, uh, you know, different time frames or different uh, uh, decades or different centuries. It's going to be the same. Judgment is coming. We all talk about it. You know, preachers preach about it. People talk about judgment coming. Uh, But more than talking about judgment coming, most people just talk about don't judge me. But you know what? We need to quit worrying about uh, people judging us. We need to start worrying about the judgment coming, right? We need to worry about the judgment coming. So uh, when judgment begins, uh, there's there's another angel uh, following after this first giving of the everlasting gospel and saying, uh, you know, uh, worship the Lord who made Uh, heaven and earth and the sea and all these things. Then the the next angel comes, another angel, it says, in verse number 8, and begins to say this, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. It says it twice. Babylon is falling, is fallen, is fallen. Not falling, but fallen which means it has happened. You see, um, the fall of the Antichrist political and economic system uh, is is going to happen. Uh, Babylon is not going to be able to uh, stand. And, and some scholars think this. When something is said twice, it is emphasized as a double, uh, maybe, destruction. Somebody asked the question, would it be, since it said Babylon is fallen, is fallen, does that mean a double uh, destruction? Or is that just something being emphasized as 
you know, pay attention. Because how many times have we seen in the word of the Lord where uh, maybe Jesus uh, began to just say, Verily, verily, I say unto you. So it, it is, uh, you know, stressing the point, driving the point home, uh, trying to give, uh, get the attention, I should say, of the hearer. And that's what I, I kind of lean to here. Uh, you know, uh, I may be uh, totally off, but uh, I kind of lean that since it's said twice, it, it's emphasizing that it is fallen. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. It's not going to rise again. It's over. Pay attention. Everything that people have put their trust in, everything that people have put their trust in, uh, you know, because remember the the false prophet and the Antichrist, uh, you know, all are going to have the the world system, the world government, the world economy. Uh, they're going to have a one world religion, and so everybody's been looking unto them and following the beast and worshiping the beast and all these things. So I think it is just a a emphasis getting the attention of. And, uh, and, and some scholars say this. I'll just throw this in because some scholars say that uh, uh, two Babylons are destroyed in chapter 17 and chapter 18. But uh, I like to look at it as when Jesus said, verily, verily, he was trying to drive a point home. I believe that this is trying to get the attention of the world and tell the world what you put your trust in is fallen. What you have worshipped is fallen. What you have been following is fallen. And everybody needs to know that. If you're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever you are serving, if you're not following Jesus, whatever you are following is going to fall. It's going to perish. It can't stand. Remember when uh, they set up the idol uh, Dagon? And, and then they took the Ark of the Covenant and put it beside of it, and they come in the next morning, and Dagon was falling down. Idols can't stand. False gods cannot stand. Uh, this worship of the beast cannot stand. The false prophet cannot stand. Their government, their religion, all of the things that they have set up cannot stand. So that's why I think this is fallen, is fallen, is mentioned twice. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Now, when you um, study this, and, and I pray that you study even beyond what we study, uh, I want you to um, uh, kind of look at, at every event is Jesus being triumphant. Every event, even when there's deception, even when things are uh, going crazy here on earth and, and people are following uh, false, uh, the false prophet and worshiping the beast and all these things, the Lord is still showing he's victorious. Everything else has to fall. Everything else has to bow. Every knee. Every tongue's going to confess. Every knee. We all should bow, right? Bow now so that you can worship the Lord. But looking at this and, and seeing how that uh, it says Babylon is fallen, is fallen. 
that great city, notice it didn't say the great cities as plural, or you might kind of lean toward this to Babylon theory that some people have. But when you see it says, because she, and, and notice how that it is, um, when you talk about uh, uh, fornication, you talk about uh, false uh, churches and things like that, it's always in reference to a she. And, uh, and I think that's important to understand because a lot of people want to blur the line and blur the understanding of what is male and female, what is he and she. And, and I know that these are uh, references and, and uh, types and, and shadows and, and uh, you know, uh, symbolism and things like that. That's why you have to understand uh, that it's not talking about, uh, you know, a particular woman here. It's talking about Babylon, that great city. And I thought that that was interesting because then you see, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. You see, the church is referred to as uh, a she, if you will, because we are the bride of Christ. And so uh, when you talk about uh, the church, sometimes it's in that, that type or that symbolism. Same thing with false churches. Same thing with false leading and false, uh, you know, uh, religion. Uh, it's referred to many times as she, you know. Um, looking at all of the things we've studied up to this point, we have seen that symbolism, haven't we? But looking at this, we see that not only uh, is Babylon going to be destroyed, but then a third angel follows the first and the second. The third angel says with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, look what it says. It says that um, in, the, in his forehand or his hand, or his hand the same, the same shall what? Drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Now notice, notice what it says. And remember, what we've studied up to this point, it says all the earth worshiped the beast. All the earth followed the beast. All the earth gave all of their support and adoration to the beast. So what's going to happen to those people? Well, we know that we uh, read prior that you can't buy or sell without a mark in your right hand or forehead. Now here's the judgment. The same, if you did that, if you followed the beast, if you worshiped the beast, if you took the mark, uh, and, and let's just back up and read that because we had a little technical problem. And uh, I want to just kind of make sure we don't miss anything here. Uh, the third angel followed and followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, notice, notice what it says, the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehand or in his in his forehead or in his hand. 
So if you worship the beast and his image, you receive his mark in your forehead or hand, what's going to happen to these people? The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, which means he's not going to, uh, you know, let one people have a lighter punishment than another people. I've heard people say, well, what I don't know, I'm not going to be held accountable for. Uh, the Lord has told everybody, commanded everybody to repent. So you can't use the I don't know uh, excuse. You are without excuse. That's what the Bible says. We are without excuse. We have such a great cloud of witnesses telling us what we need to do, how we need to live, what we need to do in this hour. So with that said, I want to just bring us to this point. All of them people that decide they're going to worship the beast, follow the beast, uh, you know, take the mark in their hand or forehead, they're all going to drink of the wrath of God. And it's going to be poured out, the Bible says, without mixture. Now, uh, I want to kind of uh, uh, get this into uh, an understanding uh, because uh, drinking this cup of judgment uh, is, is something that uh, they can't escape. They can't escape the judgment of God. They can't escape uh, you know, what the Lord is doing. Uh, and going to bring up on this earth because it's already been prophesied. It's already been uh, talked about. So uh, you can't um, say, well, I didn't know. So when I look at this uh, and, and the cry's already been made and the message has already been made uh, to fear God and give him glory, but some people are going to follow the beast and the they're going to follow the Antichrist. They're going to take his mark because they have put off the Lord all this time. And they have no desire to serve the Lord. And in order to survive upon this earth, they have to either compromise by taking the mark or be killed. And, and you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, I'll just wait and I'll be killed. If you can't die out to sin now, I don't really believe you're going to die out and refuse the mark. You say, well, pastor, you don't know me. <laughs> I may not know you, but I know how humans are. I know how people are. If you can't serve the Lord now while everything is is easy and and the Lord is is calling you and, and uh, you can die out to sin and quit sinning and follow Jesus, what makes you think in the end time when everything's chaotic and and uh, there's no food to eat? You can't go to the grocery store and buy anything you want. You can't go and get food anytime you want to, except you have the mark. Merchants won't be able to sell without the mark. You won't be able to buy without the mark. What makes you think at that point that you're all of a sudden going to be... Um, you know, uh, saying, oh, I will, I, I will refuse that. 
because I know that's wrong. Well, you know sin is wrong right now. Why aren't you serving the Lord? You know that you're you're going to be lost if something happens. You die today, or if something happens that you uh, you know have something uh, terrible happen, just like what it says here, judgment beginning to fall. Why why aren't you serving him today? Well, Pastor, you just you know I got things I need to do right now, but I, I plan on it. There's a lot of people in the graveyard that will be in hell who had the thought, I plan on it, but they never got around to it. Well, the angel preaches the gospel. They're to fear God and give him glory. And then it announces, uh, the angel announces Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And then we we see that the third angel warns of this coming judgment. If any one worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, they will drink of this cup, this wrath of God. And so this reminds us that there's a a connection between worshiping the beast and his image and receiving his mark in your forehead or hand. No one will casually or accidentally take the mark. I've heard people say, oh, well, praise God. I'm afraid, Pastor, that somebody's going to trick me. No, you won't be tricked. You will know the mark of the beast is the mark of the beast. You You won't be tricked into it. It won't be some credit card company doing it to you. It won't be some, um, uh, you know, computer company doing it to you. You'll know it's the mark of the beast. Uh, the connection between worshiping the beast and taking the mark will be clear. It won't be hidden. It won't be, it won't be that people will be deceived to take the mark, but it won't be hidden of what it is. Have you ever noticed now that, and I know our time is up, and I will I will um, come back to this verse about the wrath of God uh, tomorrow. But have you ever noticed that uh, the, the people today are talking about how uh, people aren't hiding anything anymore? That used to, they would hide their feelings like politicians would hide their true stands just to get elected, but now they don't even hide that. Uh, people, uh, you know, in church would, would hide their sins, and now they don't even hide their sins and all these things. Uh, you know, when you start thinking about that and you start looking at that, to me, what that does is that reveals how that the mark of the beast is not going to be something hidden or trickery to get you to follow it. It's going to be very clear what it is, and people will willingly take it so they can buy, sell, eat, survive. That's right, they will. But those that worship the beast and his image, uh, those that follow the Antichrist, those that follow the false prophet, those that are wrapped up in that, take the mark, they will drink of the wrath of God. It's going to be poured out without mixture. It's not going to be watered down. It's not going to be diluted. It's going to be judgment like you have never seen. 
Well, I want to close with that because I want us to understand that today is the day of salvation. If you hear the voice of God, don't harden your heart. Serve him today because if you're waiting for the right time, you may be waiting too long. If you're waiting for the right moment, you may miss it. Serve the Lord today. He loves you. He died for you. He is your Savior, your healer, your help, your hope. He's everything you need. Hang on. Hang on. If you're serving the Lord, hang on. If you're not serving the Lord, give your life to Jesus today. Let's pray. Lord, I come before your presence, and I thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to study your word. I pray that I have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully, and if I have not, forgive me, Lord, and help me to speak it right, because my desire is to teach your people your word. Lord, I know that the book of Revelation has a lot of symbolism and types and shadows, but we also can understand enough to know that if we don't serve you, we are going to suffer the wrath that will be poured out. And also, eternal, eternal, burning in a lake of fire. Help somebody today make up their mind to follow you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. certainly hope that you have enjoyed the teaching today. I've enjoyed uh, bringing it to you. I always like to study the Word. Uh, there's a lot of things in Revelation, as we said, are types. Uh, some things are uh, shadows of things uh, we can't clearly see or understand, and those things we'll just simply say, this is what the Word says. But I like to try to just show that the things that are coming up on this earth is is destruction and uh, and judgment, and why wouldn't anyone want to miss that? And the way you miss that, you give your life to Jesus and you serve Him. Amen. You serve Him. Well, um, as we said, we hope that you've enjoyed the teaching. Uh, you can share this with your friends, your family. You can email the links to other people and let them. Uh, you know, study along. Uh, you can discuss it, uh, you know, and and study even further than what we've studied because I know that our time frame uh, limits us to a lot of things. But with that said, I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope that you have been informed. I hope the Lord has inspired you and, and revelated your mind to know and understand his word. So with that said, we do have our trivia question up and running and the trivia question for today is which book says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways well all you got to do is go to the facebook page of cac daily click on the link it'll take you where you need to go and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast everybody have a great day don't forget to join us tonight at 7 30 on Pipeful apostolic church midweek bible study have a great day we'll see you tomorrow because we are out of here.
On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.